4: This is Bear Sheldon Ely, and you're listening to The Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour. We're going to talk with uh, Johnny Christmas, and yes, that is his actual uh, family name. And uh, he's going to talk about his book, Swim Team, which is uh, geared for... Well, he's uh, what they call a graphic novelist, um, doing sequential art and uh, being both the author and the illustrator at the same time. And um, he's going to deal with, uh, which is appropriate for, since it's beginning to look and feel like summer, um, swimming. But in particular, how it relates to black culture and community. And uh, his book, Swim Team for Young uh, People, will help address some of those things. In the meantime, in the spirit of uh, feeling a little bit like uh, summer is upon us, uh, we have an extra few minutes. I'm going to squeeze in uh, a little music from Sheila Landis and uh, a, a classic this time of year.
2: time summer
4: hey welcome back everybody. this is the Tom Sumner program and uh, my guest this hour this this is going to be uh, kind of an interesting subject to um with summer coming and and people thinking about outdoor activities, especially swimming um we're gonna talk with uh, a number one new york times best selling graphic novelist, which is always fun by itself uh Johnny Christmas joins me by phone hey Johnny good morning welcome to the show
5: uh good to be here Tom thanks for having me
4: um let's talk about this uh this this new book um that you're coming out with, and, and I'm looking here, and I'm having trouble finding the title. Um, swim team. Swim team. Thank you. Um. Yeah, it's uh, that's a little subtle for a title. I'm, you know, I'm getting <laughs> used. I'm, you know, Johnny, I'm getting used to these titles that are like, it, it'll say, swim team. The epic story of a you know, and 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 it tells half the book on the cover,
5: right? right. Um, I always I always think about the title that that are I call verbing the noun like finding Neverland that like, that sort of thing. Yeah, I was like, you know, I want a book that's very straight, like you know exactly what it is. So uh, so yeah, so I, I was like swim team. It's got to be swim team.
4: Well, kudos to you. I I remember uh, saying I think. Uh, I thought one of the best headlines for one of those uh, supermarket tabloids would be um UFO alien cured me of AIDS with miracle new celebrity diet. <laughs> just trying to get a lot it, of paper. Just trying to get it all in there, you know. Okay. Um but but tell me about this because there are some there are some interesting aspects to the story in this uh, in this book swim team it isn't just a bunch of kids go you know to the to the swimming hole in the summertime like a like a mark twain book it's it's got a little bit more going on than that
5: yeah so uh, when i was a kid i fell into a swimming pool and i almost drowned and my uncle pulled me out of there and you know I'm I'm here thankfully because of him um and uh and that sort of uh set up my relationship to swimming in in a very interesting way like I, I had a lot of anxiety around the pool and a lot of fear around the pool and I thought it was um I thought it was a personal failing I thought it was like something that only that was specific to me and became part of my the way I looked at the world you know so it would keep coming up and, and you know, stories I would tell, and this, this event uh, would come up. And then one once, I, I decided to, to face it head on. So I did one version of it that was short, then I did kind of a fantasy version. I kept you know, sort of iterating this this experience through different lenses. And then my friends would ask me, hey, what you working on? And I would, I would tell them, and I would tell them my story, and I'd tell them the story of Bree, our protagonist of the book. And then they would tell me that I was telling them their story, that it, it happened to them, or a friend of theirs, and and through that and through the research, I started realizing just how widespread this issue was. That it wasn't a personal, it wasn't as personal as I thought it was. It was, it, it's a it's a much larger um, situation. So I thought that um, telling this story from Bree's point of view, as that kid who who doesn't have you know this grand, um, sweeping view of the world, just just a one on one view of the world, would be a really wonderful way to To enter this world um, as a non-swimmer, uh, learn exactly why she doesn't know how to swim, and then have the aspects of of the you know team building, fun of competitive sport and competition, and learning how to win gracefully and lose with dignity, and, and all those wonderful aspects that um, that are life lessons as well as um, lessons uh, of being a, a young person.
4: You know, it's it's. I, I was reading about your about your book, Swim Team, and all of a sudden something about my own childhood experiences flashed into my head as you were talking about people who didn't know how to swim. And it's almost as if we assume that everybody knows how to swim and they're born with the knowledge. And I remember my dad, and my dad... Johnny was one of these walk-it-off guys, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, you could fall from the second story of a building, you know. and He'd come up, so, yeah, just walk it off, you know. And um, so he was going to teach me and my sister how to swim. And we're down at this lake. And he takes us both by the hand out to the end of this dock and just hurls us into the lake, thinking we're going to just... Like puppies just instinctively start swimming, which we didn't do. We sank like rocks, and he had to jump in and pull us out.
2: Oh, no.
4: And so he he says to my mother, his wife, he says, uh, well, you're going to have to teach these kids how to swim. And she had to admit she didn't know. And and so we ended up going to a community pool, my mother and my sister and I, and taking swimming lessons and learning how to swim. But I had that same feeling that you talk about in your book and, and about your own experience, thinking, God, I must be, you know, we must be the only kids on our block that don't know how to swim. And that may not have been true at all
5: unfortunately uh unfortunately you you weren't most most certainly you know which is uh which is so interesting how how we have this i don't know where this comes from this this cultural idea that we all know how you know i guess because you know you, you see it on film tv books whatever and you don't really see the story of not knowing how um and you start realizing that oh you know if, if you're not taught you're, yeah, much like you said, not like puppies, like where it's instinctive or baby elephants or something. Like you, you, you need to be taught um, how to, and then pool access is just so fundamental and being around it all the time and it's just becoming a normal part of your life. It can't be a twice a year thing or something. Um, yeah, you know, my dad was <laughs> much like your dad. He was he was very much like a not a lot of patience with with teaching, um, but <laughs> and. and <laughs> <laughs> but very um, uh, definite and kind of like Oh well, what are you doing uh, you know uh, that kind of guy um, you know I love him I love him dearly but oh but yeah the yeah. yeah, same that, is that, true that,
4: with my dad but he was just he was just that way it was like you know figure it out
5: they must have gone to the same uh, club or something dad <laughs> <laughs> club at the edge of town where they just kind of <laughs> like ah oh, kids you just figure it out you know
4: so. uh, they grew up around the water hole You know, where they went fishing and swimming all the time, and everybody just knew how to do it. (laughs) More with graphic novelist Johnny Christmas
6: straight ahead.
3: Hello, darling. This is O'Vira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner.
6: Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection.
4: Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with graphic novelist Johnny Christmas straight ahead.
5: Yeah, my dad was with Rivers. He grew up in, uh, in the Caribbean. so. He oh, was, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, he was uh, from my understanding, a pretty strong swimmer, but, but he yeah didn't have a lot of patience with, teaching us how, I guess. So so we were all kind of uh, adrift, you know, out at sea, as it were, um, when it came to swimming. Yeah, but
4: it doesn't it make you curious about how they learned how? Yeah.
5: In, I'll never not be curious about that because it must have happened, but for for some reason it wasn't – it's just not really part of his kind of makeup where it's, okay, I've learned this skill and now I'm going to, like uh, – hand it off it's kind of like okay done you know like check that off the list and now i can move on so um yeah so it's, it's it's interesting how yeah i'll never not be curious about about that um how they learned how did you ever talk to your dad about how he learned
4: no and he died when i was pretty young so it it was one of those things we might have gotten around to but didn't
5: mm, yeah
4: you know i had just barely learned myself When, you know, when he passed away, I was about 10 or 12. And, um, yeah, but it was weird because, you know, he sort of handed it off to my mom and she didn't know. And that surprises because when, when you're kids, mom knows everything. Exactly. So that was, that was a little bit strange finding out there was something my mother didn't know. And, um. And, but it was a great experience learning with her how to swim because she took the same class that we did.
5: Oh, that's great! That's, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Oh, that that's that must have been really magical.
4: It it really kind of was. So, how did you end up learning to swim, or did you?
5: Oh, it wasn't until um, I became in a because cause the fear was was pretty palpable. So I would just kind of avoid it in life, and it wasn't until I took adult swim classes that I actually got to the place where I I, I could you know. And even today, you know, like you know, I've at, you know taken taken taking multiple times, taken uh, adult swim classes, like taking the, the multi week courses um even today I, if if you threw me in a pool mechanically i would know how to swim i'd be but i the fear is still there it's really interesting like uh, it feels like i'm 5 again and it it's it puts me right back at that place and if i tuned that out i could just swim to the edge of the pool and i'm i'm good but but it's interesting how those um fundamental um very early experiences can stick with you in, in many ways as we know but um but but in swimming as well so so yeah it wasn't until i was an adult and um and i, I don't think i'll i'll ever not be um slightly on at ease uh in the pool um i don't know if that day i'll ever come i hope it i hope i hope i'm rid of it someday but um not, not
4: Yeah, well. i've never i've never come to to that point where where I enjoy it, where I want to do it recreationally, and I know people who do. Um, I, one of my daughters is is like a fish. She gets anywhere near water, and you got to throw her back in. And it's um, it's it's interesting how different people feel differently about that. Johnny, can you give us a little, just, just a brief, no-spoiler-alert synopsis of the, uh, uh, of the book and, and who it's really designed to reach?
5: Sure. So some team is about Bree. She's a, uh, a young girl who um, lives in Brooklyn with her dad. And dad gets a new job in this town called Palmetto Shores, Florida um and they move now this town is crazy about swimming because they had a you know they have like five-time champions who live and who are in town and and even the school that brie goes to had a, 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 a you know a team that went to state championships so you know you go to the diner everyone's talking about the swim team they talk about swimming in this town like people talk about football in texas you know they're they're like really all in you know um... <laughs> So, so here you have Bree. She comes to this this school. She comes to this town, and she doesn't know how to swim, and it's just kind of her own little secret. And um, she gets the one elective that's open, swim 101. So you have this star student all of a sudden finding herself skipping a class, which is unheard of. That's how much she's trying to avoid it. So at, at one point, she, um, you know, she falls into the pool, and at that, um, and then she, you know, she almost drowns and. She has to confront this uh elderly uh, neighbor helps her out and slowly starts teaching her how to swim and then we go into the whole next portion of the book where we have competitive swimming and and i won't spoil any of that but um so so i wanted to tell a story of that kid that was me you know who fell into the pool and and have them know that it wasn't exactly it's not their fault that they didn't know how to swim like you, like you like we were just saying like we have this uh, cultural assumption that you, you, you'll you know how or or something you'd be born into it but but that you have to be taught so Brie has to learn that she had to learn that it that it's not her fault it had nothing to do with her she doesn't build swimming pools. she's a kid you know she, she doesn't know where they're you know? she's not responsible for where they're put and where they are not put and how they're resources resourced and maintained uh, that's not that's not her job so um so Miss Etta um slowly starts teaching her, it's, you know, it shines a light on some of these ideas. Um, and as a, the, ideas, the ideas fall away at the same rate as Bree's comfort at the pool, and she doesn't, she doesn't get it right away. You know, that's another lesson in the book. Like, you're not going to get it right away. It's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable. And then over time, you become slowly more comfortable. And then it slowly becomes your own thing. It becomes your own personal relationship with swimming or what have you. And then you, can, then you start excelling, because each time you get a little bit better at it, and, um, and it's your own personal relationship to whatever it is you're enjoying, in this case, uh, being swimming. So I wanted to have those kids. I wanted to have kids know that uh, it takes time to, 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 for these new experiences, that sometimes there are, there are forces larger than them that, are, that, have, that, have, that they're kind of like set on this path um, in, in ways that they had no control of. And that, with you know uh good friends and trusted adults you could you could slowly you could slowly become familiar with things that you might not be familiar with at this point in time.
4: How old is Bree
5: Bree's twelve, like twelve years old,
4: and is this targeted at what maybe middle grade readers
5: yeah middle grade, so we're shooting for eight to twelve um in terms of readers um which is, uh, which is that, that really wonderful age of, like, kind of um, discovery in terms of um, curiosity and, and learning new skills and, and making new friends and, and where the world kind of becomes your own. It's that interesting age where it's no longer your parents' world dictated to you. It starts becoming your world. You, you start defining your world with all these new experiences. So it, it's a very exciting age to write for. Um, because um, it's it's no uh, it's no wonder that that series is called the Wonder Years because those, those years it really does feel like like everything it feels like waking up or something like everything like that first cup of coffee you know you you're, everything's starting to come online and you're like oh okay you start seeing the world through your own lens it like I was saying about making swimming your own you start making your life your own it becomes your own kind of oh I listen to this music I listen to this band I go here with my friends you know these are my friends, you know, they aren't just the people who I am in class with, these are the people I choose, you know, um, so it's a really, really exciting, um, really exciting age to write for, and it's also an exciting place to revisit as a writer, to get back to that, oh, right, and you have to take everything step by step, because at that point, you're just kind of finding your, your sea legs, you know, um, with, with everything in, in life.
4: <laughs> i'm I'm used to teenagers who think they know everything and it's kind of it's it's kind of fun to think about that age right before they knew everything right <laughs> <laughs> um why why is it important to shine the spotlight on on racial disparity when it comes to swimming and community pools and and all of these kinds of things sure.
5: Uh, I, I think it's it's important because the, there is a disparity. Um, I think black children are 64% less likely, uh, 64% don't know how to swim, and they are eight times more likely to drown in a swimming pool than their white friends are, you know. So the, these are um, disparities that are, are in place, and they're pretty appalling you know, that eight, eight times Johnny, more likely. So,
4: why do you suppose that that drowning number is so high? Is it because... Um, Black kids are are looking to go swimming in more dangerous places.
5: Um, no, it's just access. They just don't have pools in their neighborhoods. When I was a kid, I didn't have a swimming. I couldn't tell you where the pool was, you know. So you don't have that. Um, like 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 most things. Like if if a kid gets to go to a pool every day for an entire summer, at the end of that summer, they're going to be pretty comfortable with it, and they'll probably know how to swim pretty comfortable. Yeah.
4: Attempting yeah, to true. swim every day,
5: right? But if you, if you go to the pool once a year, you know, or twice a year, that's, that's not enough. So when a child then goes to a, a birthday party or goes to, uh, you know, the friends are hey, we're going to go to the pool, and you're kind of embarrassed, and you want to you go, you go, and all of a sudden you have absolutely no um, vocabulary as to how to negotiate falling into the deep end of a pool because it's a completely new experience... It's high risk, and it's happening all of a sudden, all at once. And if you, um, you know, it, it doesn't take a long time to drown. So so, so that's why those, those numbers are so high. Uh, it's just not a lack of access to pools. The pools that are a lot of times in black communities are um, uh, under resource, poorly maintained, um, you know, they're, they're just not present, you know. So um so hopefully by shining a light we can get more access pull access for a lot of our young kids um to to have that that time you know to 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 be in the water and, and not just uh, safety is absolutely important but also like to enjoy life like, have that aspect of life where like you know I'm an adult and I and I feel anxiety around the pool to to not have that is is invaluable and and I think it'll be um it'll be wonderful for for our kids
4: well, that's way cool. Um, what's What's next for you?
5: Uh, I'm doing a, a story about video games. Uh, this this kid who's like fanatical about video games, which is which is pretty fun to do. So uh, I'm I'm in it right now, like in in the weeds, uh, chopping away at it. So I'll have more to say on it uh, soon, but. But right now, that that's enjoying that memory of, like, because I was, was crazy about video games as a kid. Um, well, yeah, so getting, you didn't know how to,
4: well, place. of course you were crazy about video games. You didn't know how to swim. <laughs> exactly.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was stuck, I was stuck behind a screen. I was like, Where are you guys going? We're going to the beach. Well, I'll stay here and play. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah. But, uh, oh, but but tragedy befell me there, too, Tom. No. I have this like oh, a motion no. sickness thing with the uh, with with video, so I would play these video games, no. and I would start feeling dizzy, and I would just, but I would keep playing, and they were like, "Hey, stop! <laughs> you're like you're laying on the ground. You don't look too good." I was like, "I must get to the next level." Yeah, just uh, so yeah, you know. Uh,
4: you know what? What's <laughs> funny about that, Johnny, is that that I have that with heights.
5: Really, like a vertigo type. Uh, uh, yeah, situation.
4: kind of, and and it's what's what's interesting about it is. It's getting worse as I get older. Interesting. You know, now I'm in my mid-sixties, and I can I can barely watch a Spider-Man movie <laughs> because oh,
5: I. So it's not I, just you being there.
4: It's not just, just me being it. there. It's just seeing and imagining it. I can, I can't even begin to tell you the terror that went <sighs> that washed over me on September 11th watching those poor souls jumping out of the that building that is my worst yes. fear and yeah, that's a- and and it's just you know a, a lot of tv shows now um, like to take advantage of the drone photography you know and show shooting down on a big city so you're you're looking down the sides of all these skyscrapers that is terrifying to me and it's so funny because I will actually, you know, you talked about getting a little dizzy watching these, uh, you know, watching the screens and all the motion on the screens. Um, I, I get those butterflies, you know. From, oh, you shouldn't do? From the heights.
5: You know those 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 virtual headsets like the VR? Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, this friend of mine uh, was like, "Hey, you got to try this VR." I said, "Oh, great! And, you know, whatever." So I get in there, and and same thing. I but now I'm in the drone, looking down on these beautiful caves in Jordan, and I was like, it was fantastic. But I started feeling sick because I was way up there, and I was like moving my. Every time you move your head, so you get motion sick, and then you're way up there, and it was. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I know the feeling. I, I know the feeling. Don't do VR, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll yeah, take you up there. They'll take you up high, and then you'll be stuck up there in uh, trouble.
4: Yeah, they'll. I, I I don't even know how I would react. I would completely panic. I, I would be just flailing around. I think. <laughs> um, but but what's interesting about that is how real those things can look and feel you know i've had the experience i've walked out on the on the roof of a tall building it wasn't skyscrapers like new york style it was you know i think 18 or 19 stories and and i i had to crawl on my belly to get over to the edge and look down the side i was, just, I was absolutely panicked but you know, it was it was something I wanted to to face, and and I did that a little bit at Pikes Peak too. But um, but yeah, I I I get the I, I get that sensation you were talking about with the video games from you know even just aerial photography.
5: Are you still working on it? Do you do like more of that kind of getting to the edge kind of thing just to.
4: No, not so much. I, you know, I, I rode in a scenic elevator once, and there was a bar on the top floor of this building, and I went in and had a drink before I would go down again. <laughs> I was with friends, and they were, well, let's go. I, eh, give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, the heights thing is is really strange. So I understand the the motion thing. So is that going to be central to the theme of this? this uh new book
5: no no um our our kid in that that book is totally fine with with motion. um but he has other challenges that kind of uh that that are standing in his way of of having a glorious uh you know video game summer you know um you know basically you know his parents are kind of on his case for for playing too many video games and and then you know and then there's all all these other challenges that that are going to pop up that, that kind of stand in his way, and he, he's trying to get to the video game tournament, you know. And he's, and he's, um, yeah. So it's it's super fun, like uh, writing this 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 kid who's super amped up, and everybody wants him to study now, or whatever. But he's he's gonna by hook or by crook, he's gonna he's gonna play his video games.
4: Now, when you do a graphic novel, are you doing both the art and the the uh, and the story?
5: That's correct. Yeah, yeah, art and story on these
4: which Which came first for you, Johnny writing or the art
5: uh you know it's funny I, I think about that and i I think when I was a kid i I think I was only like slightly better than the other kids, but that any slight difference is massive when you're a kid, and then all of a sudden you become <laughs> the artist just because you can draw right. a slightly better horse than everyone else um but but for me that was more illustration but when i first started writing down words and started to enjoy telling a story i think that was through the word and uh and then and then slowly i think pairing that together with with comics as i would see in the the newspaper or or wherever i started going like oh cool i can i can take this this fun that i'm having crafting words and use the images, the way that I see it, in, you know, Peanuts or or Calvin and Hobbes or what have you, um, and and that was like magic to me because then,
4: when you're writing a story, I just I just have this picture and I have to ask, and I've talked to other um, artists uh, or, or illustrators and and authors as well. Um, when you're writing a story, are, are you doodling in the margins?
5: No, uh, I know people who, like, dr- draw the whole thing out before they even write down a word, but with me, I write... No, I'm just thinking just script. little
4: suggested images here and no, there. If you...
5: No, no they're, they're, they're all cooked into my brain, because uh, since I'm the artist and the writer, they're, like, I, I, I know I won't lose them. Like, the images are, are really, like... It's almost like when you have, like, a, like, a dream that you can't forget. You know, like, like if you have that oh, dream, yeah. you feel that feeling and, and it's all total... Um, and you wake up and you know exactly how it feels. And then it's just like, how do I articulate that so everyone doesn't know I'm crazy when I'm trying to explain that dream I had last night? Was, so I, I, I don't lose the images. So I don't do I don't do any doodling until later. Because I know if I start doodling, it's like dessert. You know, the drawing is like the, the easy fun part. So uh-huh. if I start too soon, then I, maybe there's a fear of losing the motivation to actually get there because I've already gotten there. You know, maybe. Um, maybe that's why.
4: Well, my, my guest is an award-winning and best-selling graphic novelist, Johnny Christmas, and uh, his newest book is uh, Swim Team. Uh, Johnny, I have to ask, I, I will be remiss if I don't ask, how you ended up with the, the last name Christmas.
5: idea. It's a family name. Yeah, uh, folks think I... I um... Like perhaps it's a pen name, but yeah. uh, I, I, I assure them if I, if I was making one up, it would be like Johnny Lightsaber or something <laughs> cool like that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, just a family name. Just a family name. One day I'll get to the bottom of it, maybe. But uh, but yeah.
4: No, it's just it's interesting, I, and I, you know it works for you because it comes off like a pen name. But, um, but but I had to ask and I'm glad I did. Anyway, it's been a real pleasure and and Johnny, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work past, present and future. Um do you have a website that you'd like to share?
5: Absolutely. My website is johnny jeff johnny with an i e johnnychristmas.com. Uh you can find me there. And I'm all over the social media as Johnny with an I-E, Xmas, and Johnny Xmas on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, you can you know, put in Johnny Christmas. And on Twitter, I'm J underscore Xmas, um, at J underscore Christmas. And I'm, I'm Xmas, sorry. And that's correct. I said underscore. I have an underscore on my Twitter handle, which is uh, clunky. But, um, but there you have it. But, yep, I'm, um, but, yeah, you can definitely find me on, on my website. That's probably the easiest place, johnnychristmas.com. But um, but yeah, if you Google, if you Google, um, I'll, I'll turn up.
4: Well, I'll tell you, Johnny, we make a lot of the same mistakes because I've got an underscore in my email address. <laughs> you did it too. <laughs> yeah, I did it too. Anyway, um, keep up the good work, Johnny, and thanks for spending this time with me and the listeners this morning.
5: Well, thanks so much, Tom. I, I really do appreciate this. Thank you.
4: All right, take care. Again, Johnny Christmas, the author of Swim Team, which is a uh, graphic novel for kids 8 to 12. And uh, with that, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program. Straight ahead.
1: And
4: guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 15th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell.
0: East Village Magazine. Flint
4: Institute of Music. Hello! I'm Maestro Ricky Mag.
0: Flint Community School.
4: MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. WH Wisecarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Lone Museum Auto Fair.
5: Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan. Flint Technology.
4: Mott Community College. It's pure Mission. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner Program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters past, present, and future. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon... They will be available to everyone.
6: This vaccine means hope. It will protect you
0: and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around to
4: visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her, and see her on her birthday. You know, what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium.
2: We've lost enough people
0: Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program.
7: One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) go row the boat ashore Hallelujah! once again michael. now roll the boat ashore Hallelujah! michael row the boat ashore keep it rolling Hallelujah. everybody huh wait a second Dickie. I want, I want to go back to the start and take it one more time from the top. Why? Michael, row the boat ashore. I'd just like everybody to join in this time. Okay, one more time. Okay. Right. Gang, in a world torn asunder by strife and by unhappiness, what sound in the world enters into our heart and brings love and brotherhood but the sound of people's voices joining together and singing? So let's roof the rafters, people. Let's fill this room with the most joyous sound known to man. People, people singing. For in the ether of the air, in the great sky of, of, the, of the faraway land, fill the sky, the musical sky, with voices intertwining themselves in a giant choral arrangement, like colors in your mind and lines going up and down as the voices of people join together. So friends, let's fill this room with love. Let's fill this room with music and song. For people driving by, maybe outside, they'll be in their car and we'll be in here singing they'll be driving by and and as they drive by they'll probably say, what the hell's going on? (laughs) Let's sing out now, friends. Michael, the boat ashore sing out. Hallelujah Michael wrote the boat ashore Hallelujah Everybody a That guy wasn't singing there <laughs> Which guy? The girl. The, guy with the, the girl with the blonde hair I mean, You weren't girl, singing they... very well there Would you join in with us and fill it? You will? You will? You'll sing with us now, huh? Go ahead. Here we go, gang. Michael, Michael row the boat ashore. Hallelujah. Michael, row the boat ashore. Hallelujah. Now, everybody hum. Michael, row that boat ashore. Come on Mike. Everybody sing now. Michael. those sails pull on those oars baby (laughs) hey i know what let's do again now what do you want to do every time we we're humming you want to do something different well i have an idea that i like why don't we gang why don't people with love in your hearts Let's oh, we already... all show our love, let's all open, let's start the hum, go back to the, take it from the top of the hum. Top of the hum. But this time, let's all hum with our mouths open. Well, but, well, why do you want to do that? We'll get more volume. If well, why we... do you, we have plenty of volume, why do you want more volume? So that Michael can hear us. Maybe even Ralph will hear, <laughs> hear us also. so gang let's all hum with our mouths open this time and get Tommy, a little more volume that's a nice idea really that's a great idea but you so, cannot hum with your mouth open yes you do all you have don't to... ask anybody to hum with their mouth open yes all you have You to can't do that so listen if you tried to hum with your mouth open you could hurt yourself that's too bad yeah so he yes. i'll tell you what if you want more volume why don't you ask everybody to ah I mean, not just a regular ah, but like this. See? It's louder, it's easy to do, and if you ask everybody in this entire room to ah together in unison to Michael, you will experience a thrilling, exciting, vibrant, it'll be a a vibrant experience, tremendous. Let's all open up our hummers now and all ah together, okay? Everybody except you. You hum with your mouth open. Ah.
0: another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program.
2: program
0: TomSummerProgram.com
3: I have to lay low for a while So I'll be staying here inside It's too dangerous out in the world side when I'm in my quarantine in my little place to hide my heart is aching and I'm missing you I see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side where I you I hold on to this phone so tight, and I whisper you a goodnight kiss, I'll see you on the other side, when I crawl out of my cage, when the world is purified, I will find you and I promise this, I'll see you on the other side. Other side, and I'll meet you with arms open wide. See you on the other side, see you on the other side, see you on the other side, and I'll meet you with arms open wide. See you on the other side.
4: Hey, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank all of the uh, uh, guests for uh, calling in, starting with this last hour with Johnny Christmas, who is uh, the uh, best-selling graphic novelist with a new book out called Swim Team. And uh, before that, we got a chance to talk with uh, acclaimed author Daniel Bergner about his timely and uh, most personal book yet the mind and the moon my brother's story the science of our brains and the search for our psyches and we started out this morning with a uh, republican candidate for uh, state representative in the 67th uh, district of the michigan state house of representatives sherry cross and thank you sherry for spending time with us and uh, we'll have more candidates over the next few weeks as we come up on these uh, on the primary for these midterm elections, as they're called. In the meantime, that's Smoke and George Winters, tickling the Ivories. Let me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room. But I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. In the meantime, good night, everybody. The
0: Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show.